0: fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the Fruited Plains, hello to all of my new subscribers. Friends, welcome to the crowd. This is the host who loves it the most, Luke Throop here on another wild, whimsical Wednesday morning. Friends, Torch Report 274, the worst case scenario, part two, continuing to examine the convergence of several catastrophes that are already in motion, that have in fact long been in motion. My friends, may logic prevail. As we covered in yesterday's report, the laws of motion can be applied to the current political situation in order to better discern the likelihood of all hell breaking loose over the remaining 361 days of this exciting new year. That which is in motion will continue in motion. We know that to be true intuitively. And that includes the fact that perfectly healthy people will continue to suffer and die because of genetic modifications caused by an experimental injection. And at this point... Six out of 10 COVID deaths are among the vaccinated. Over half of Americans believe that the jabs are causing serious problems. More than a quarter of Americans know someone who has died because of the vaccines. Lest you worry, however, the fact checkers are quick to assure you that these mRNA injections are still safe and effective, at least according to the experts who are claiming that all this death among the vaccinated uh, is really no reason to avoid the vaccines. Friends, to each their own. This is not what is important. This is not what is important. Now, there's a lot going on in the headlines today. We're going to touch on a little bit later. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, speakership of the House, you know, Trump's, you know, running around saying this and that. And all I, we're going to touch on that. But there's, you know, just connecting the dots from yesterday, the things that are in motion, the pandemic that really, you know, uh, blew the lid off, you know, blew my hair back, I guess. Uh, The pandemic was a wake-up call for a lot of people, myself included. So that's what really got me digging into all this and going, wait, holy smokes, what the heck's going on here? And the pandemic is not over. We're still under emergency uh, orders and all that kind of stuff. But what remains to be seen this year is whether or not the next catastrophic contagion kicks off another round of medical tyranny. Uh, and I believe when we're considering that, you know, they did that con- catastrophic contagion event. I believe the powers that be are keen to the fact that the peasants are wising up uh, still They were just wargaming this, just like Event 201, and I'm still surprised how many people have never heard about Event 201, so I put the link there in the article, but all of this together is enough to raise the brow, and of course, the prospect that they're not going to let another pre-planned pandemic go to waste. Time will tell. Uh, If or Better yet, when that happens, when the next pandemic hits, because they've been telling us it's going to happen, you can know for certain it serves two purposes. Number one, numero uno, primo, it's unleashing another wave of biological warfare to further coal the herd. Number two, the the pandemic, the next pre-planned shandemic, pandemic is going to be creating a timely distraction to provide cover for their next move for more, you know, more of the global cabal shenanigans. So that said, friends, we can speculate what might their next move be? What are they going to do? You know, and we know for sure that it's not going to be pleasant. For all of the talk about this incredible transition and the fundamental transformation of all aspects of our world, you know, it would be wise to keep in mind at all times that pain is part of the plan. Pain keeps people pliable. Panic keeps people suggestible. Propaganda keeps people blind. And the very real, nearly inescapable effects of heavy psychological warfare have shattered reality for the majority of people. Not just upended our lives, destroyed our way of life, it's shattered reality, and as a result We are already in the midst of a full-blown mental health crisis that includes skyrocketing suicides, and a great many people are full of hope, uh, are full of, (laughs) not hope, hopium. Yeah, there's some of that out there, but they're full of despair, depression and despair. And this is not by accident, and it's not just a side effect. The mental health crisis is not a bug. It's a feature that they have been planning for years. Think about it. What happens when a huge percentage of the population succumbs to collective mental health problems? Well, they get medicated, right? Maybe they turn to drugs. Maybe they tune out. At some point, in one way or another, they're going to become a burden upon society, and thus they become more reliant upon the government. Again, not by accident. Did you hear about, by the way, did you hear about those of you in the Northwest listening audience here? uh, Did you hear about the psycho who chewed the face off of an elderly man at the train station in Gresham, Oregon yesterday? That was, I mean, that's literally just down the road, right? Have you strolled through the feces and needle infested streets of San Francisco lately? How about the homeless camps in Seattle? You know, these problems have been festering for years. And you know what's funny? Kind of ironic? You know, the more money they throw at these problems, the worse they get. And need I remind you, friends, that all of these troubled, broken people get to vote. At the very least, they get a mail-in ballot that somebody can help them fill out and vote, right? Because voting is a fundamental human right, right? Wrong! Anyway, according to the narrative, these people are victims of an oppressive racist capitalist society. The plight of the impoverished drug addict is just another sign that Democrats need more money for the greater good, of course, so that they can lead us all into a twisted socialist utopia where everyone can be equally as miserable regardless of their merits. And all of this, too, has been in motion for Decades add to our societal woes. The proliferate. to our societal woes. The prolifer- <laughs> Add to our societal woes. The proliferation of critical race theory, the obnoxious LGBTQ agenda, and the intentional grooming and mutilation of our children. And we can see the advanced stages of the regressive progressive agenda. You know this effort to unravels the social fabric to destroy the family unit and separate children from their parents, which many of you may already know, all comes directly out of the communist manifesto. You know, when we talk about things that are in motion, never forget that the communists seek to destroy all aspects of existing society, that their greatest weapon is deceit, that they use language with a hidden higher meaning and socialistic interpretation, and that they have mastered the art of mind control, literally to a degree of clinical precision. Friends, if you did not get the special report on commie mind control, I put the link there in the article today. This is why the global force of communism, which has been in motion for a long time, regardless of whatever label they want to put on it now, we should never, ever underestimate the global force of communism. Hence my frequent warning, friendly warning, <laughs> the are taking over the world to ignore dismiss or make light of that fact would be a grave mistake indeed those who lack this critical understanding that the communists are taking over the world you know they really have no grasp of what we're up against the communist agenda goes way beyond way beyond ideological subversion It is a psychotic obsession with trying to rule the world. They will stop at nothing to consolidate all of the power and all of the control into the hands of their centralized government, a.k.a. the global elite, a.k.a. the global cabal who seeks to enslave us all. Now, these are very dark forces, my friends, and they have very dark motivations. And we've talked a lot about this. You know, they believe with utter conviction that we are the problem that must be eliminated. You know, there's too many people on planet Earth. You know, they're, we're talking eugenics, population control and all that. We have to let that sink in because in their minds, the ends justify the means. And that actually helps us make sense of a lot of what's going on, at least in my mind. You know, communism is the ideological force behind socialism and collectivism and the regressive progressive agenda and the modern Democrat party. It is also the unifying force behind the collaboration of international bodies. Think that the UN, WHO, et cetera, the collaboration between the international bodies, the world governments, the multinational corporations, the global NGOs, and all of that, that is the global cabal who are currently pushing the great reset what's key to realize here is that these commie tactics and mind control techniques have now been merged into an unholy alliance of public-private partnerships. I'll say it again, these commie tactics and mind control techniques have now been merged into an unholy alliance of public-private partnerships, and thus, they can consolidate power and control in the name of the greater good, under the auspice of saving the planet, with the blessings of their would-be competitors. It's brilliant. Given that this unholy alliance is now wielding the most powerful weapons in the world and that they can print money out of thin air, the thought of mounting an opposition almost seems sadistic, my friends, but that is not even the worst of it. Welcome to the New World Order. We've talked a lot about the great global socialist surveillance state. You know, we are considering right now the worst case scenario, are we not? What are the chances of all hell breaking loose? What are we really up against here? Luke, what are you talking about? You know, how likely is the global cabal to succeed at enslaving us all in an inescapable global socialist surveillance state? I don't know, but the odds are certainly against us. That is for sure. But resist, we must, friends. We must resist. But here I want to depart just a little bit. Uh, We'll come back around here. But I, I would be remiss to overlook the occult in all of this the secret societies, the dark rituals, the prophecies and fables, you know, the history of dark forces gathered against us. Go beyond the scope of the podcast, to be sure. But what I want to share a few quotes from a book that's titled The Babylon Code, written by an award-winning investigative journalist, uh, Troy Anderson, and international prophecy expert, uh, History Channel commentator Paul McGuire. So these guys are, are mainstream. And this book, The Babylon Code, they've you know, they done tons of research, and they're trying to go back and make sense of all. Like, is this really going on, or is this wild conspiracy? And according to their research, the occult had roots in the very founding of our nation. George Washington, the first president of the United States, openly acknowledged that the, quote, doctrines of the Illuminati and principles of Jacobinism, which are those are radical far leftists, you know, these were rapidly spreading in our nation union. So in the very beginning, we had this infiltration of secret societies. 25 presidencies later, the beloved 26th president of the USA, Teddy Roosevelt had this to say. He says, and I quote, behind the ostensible government sits enthroned an invisible government, owing no allegiance and acknowledging no responsibility to the people end quote, an invisible government owning no allegiance and acknowledging no responsibility to the people. Does that sound familiar? Those words were uttered a hundred years ago, more than a hundred years ago, you know, but take it from there. Let's go from Teddy, you know, fast forward some 50 years later, Winston Churchill has this to say, he says, going back even further, you know. Quote, from the days of Spartacus Weissup, uh, which is the founder of the Illuminati, to those of Karl Marx, down to Trotsky, Bella Kuhn, Rosa Luxemburg, Emma Goldman, this worldwide conspiracy for the overthrow of civilization and for the reconstitution of society on the basis of arrested development, of envious malevolence and impossible inequality, has been steadily growing. You think about that. Winston Churchill says this worldwide conspiracy to overthrow civilization, they're going to rebuild it. They're going to, on the basis of arresting development. You think about the UN Sustainable Development Goals. You think about the green agenda, what's going on right now, you know, envious malvolence, you know, that it's power hungry, seeking control and power and the impossible equality. That's the, that's the wedge. That's what they always throw out there. It's not equal. That's not, well, nothing's equal so the the of equality is a big part of this overthrow of civilization, and he says these forces from the from the Illuminati way back when down through Karl Marx through the Russian communist Revolution all the way to what's happened in the United States you know from our founding till now uh this force is growing now fast forward to september eleventh nineteen ninety not september eleventh nine eleven but september eleventh nineteen ninety And we find George H.W. Bush, the second U.S. president from the infamous Stolen Bones Secret Society and the 11th director of the CIA. That H.W. Bush, okay, he makes this bold assertion. He says, and I quote, out of these troubling times, our objective, a new world order can emerge. Today, that new world order is struggling to be born, a world quite different from the one that we have known period, end quote. H. W. Bush, September 11th, says a new world order is struggling to be born, but it's going to emerge something quite different from the one that we've ever known. And then quite conspicuously, 11 years later, on September 11th, 2001, H.W.'s son, the third Skull and Bones president, George W. Bush, found himself dealing with the greatest terror attack on uh, on, a, you know, on our country ever. You know, The greatest terrorist attack America has ever endured. An attack that, to this day, many still believe was actually an inside job orchestrated by the CIA. Now, of course, it's just the fringe quacks who believe that the 9-11 attacks was orchestrated by the CIA, you know, the fringe quacks. And then, of course, those, you know, 75 top professors and leading scientists who believe that it was impossible for what happened to have happened. And, you know, they believe the attacks were puppeteered by warmongers in the White House in order to justify the invasion and occupation of an oil rich Arab nation. But never mind all of that, friends. You know, if, if uh, September 11th not being what it seems to be is disturbing. Rest assured, all of that has been debunked by the fact checkers. So it's kind of like a choose your own reality here. And I have resisted going down that rabbit hole for a long time. But I mean, it keeps coming up and you got to just look at what's out there. And if you've got you know, professors and scientists kind of explaining why two planes smashing into these great big buildings wouldn't have made them collapse right down onto their footprint and stuff like that, it's it raises the brow. OK, but how about, you know, the connections between Bush Sr., you know, Skull and Bones, Secret Society, 11th director of the CIA. And then 11 years later on September 11th, you know, his son, you know, the third Skull and Bones, and that's three sets of 11. Anyway, there's all kinds of things there, friends. It's just, and, and, and I want to Say that the occult, that the secret societies, societies and all that, they really uh, they prize and they cherish and they relish all of these secret signals and the hidden, um, the codes and the numbers and a numerology and all that. And that's part of the stuff that the Babylon Code gets into. Uh, and they're really coming at it from a biblical perspective in in that book. Just for the record, at any rate, you know, here's the thing: we know that what we think we know is constantly changing. What we know. I should say, is that what we think we know is constantly changing because in an ever-changing world, it is impossible to understand life from a fixed point of view. Uh, If we don't change our perspective, if our perspective doesn't change, we're missing something, you know, the control of the flow of information, the very information that has shaped our individual and collective perspectives has been under the control of evildoers for far longer than most of us could ever have imagined. In other words, my friends, what we think we know has been heavily manipulated far longer than we thought, which means that what we think we know might in fact be wrong. With that said, take these words of David Rockefeller to heart. Coming from his own 2002 memoirs, he states, quote, Some believe we are part of a secret cabal. Pause. Did I say secret cabal? No, Rockefeller said secret cabal. Now, continuing on. Some believe we're part of a secret cabal. Working against the best interests of the United States characterizing my family and me as internationalists, pause, I would say globalists, you know, communists, whatever, okay, going on, and, of course, conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure, one world, if you will, and if if that's the charge, I stand guilty, and I am proud of it. Period. End quote. Rockefeller says, you know, there is a secret cabal and they are trying to integrate a global political and economic structure and he's proud of it. Okay. Is there really a secret cabal of powerful people seeking to enslave humanity in a one world political and economic structure? Luke, what are you talking about? Isn't that just wild conspiracy? Friends, please. You can believe what you want. You should believe what you want. And no doubt you will believe what you want. But consider this. Could Donald J. Trump Running on a third ticket be an advanced maneuver by the global cabal. Could he actually be controlled opposition? Kind of like George W. Bush. Could Kevin McCarthy's three-time failure to get the votes to be the Speaker of the House, which is, you know, he's third in line for the president. Could that just be political theater? Or could this, too, be another effort to split the political right and divide the liberty movement? And now Trump is out there trying to save McCarthy, the California rhino who is attempting to steamroll the Freedom Caucus and MAGA conservatives? What the hell is going on out there? You know, all of this energy is energy of division. When I see headlines hyping up the fact that this hasn't happened in 100 years, my mind wanders back to the things that have been in motion since way back then. The laws of physics make it clear that what's in motion will stay in motion until acted upon by an unbalanced force. Up up to this point, nearest I can tell, There has been no force sufficient enough to unbalance the global cabal precisely because they have been in the shadows. But now their plans are on full display. They seek to divide and conquer us all. And the worst case scenario, my friends, is that too many people wake up too late or worse yet, they never wake up at all. Thus, the future of humanity falls to the global cabal, which means resist, we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, we got to get the word out. Please share this with everyone you know. If you're enjoying this podcast, Please take the time to find that little heart. Click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this with everyone you know. Friends, I'm going to have to dig into the ultimate endgame and the technical aspects of how they're planning on pulling this off in part three the worst case scenario. Uh, But please get the word out. What's happening right now is not what it seems. But nevertheless, get out there and embrace this wild, wonderful, whimsical Wednesday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.